0: It is time for the one-year anniversary show of the MCOC and Me podcast. We've done it. We've lasted one calendar year. The show has survived, and I have to thank a lot of people who have supported this show. Uh, I'm going to do that towards the end because I want to build up to that, but uh, yeah, here we are. We've done it. The one-year anniversary show. Didn't think it would get to a year. Didn't know what was going to happen with this show. And I just want to say much love and appreciation to everybody who has tuned in, supported it, both near and far. I understand there's like a ton of other videos, other MCOC podcasts and stuff that you could be listening to. But the fact that uh, people have taken time out of their day to just listen to what I have to say every now and then, it really means a lot. This was an idea for a hobby that I was really into And the fact that it's come to life and it's gained this much attention and traction is just really, really humbling to see. And I kind of want to talk about how this whole thing began to start off with, uh, because I feel like in order to understand where you are, you have to understand where you've been prior to that. So I've been playing MCOC since pretty much day one, but I was playing it very casually. I remember seeing it Uh, in the movie theaters that my friend Ryan was showing me during uh, the previews. And I was like, wow, you can play as Spider-Man and beat up Juggernaut. This is pretty sweet. I kind of want to get on this. And I got hooked. It was a very fun game. It's the only mobile game that I've had on my phone ever since. And uh, I just, you know, really enjoyed playing it. And I would say throughout the course of my MCOC career, if you will, I didn't really get kind of serious about it until 2018. And it was during the um, monthly event that featured um, the Hydra Adaptoid and the Heimdall uh, boss fights. Because I had always been sort of rough around the edges as a player. I didn't really kind of have any fine-tuning skills. I knew how to block, parry, all that kind of stuff. And up until that point, I had really beat um, Act 4. was kind of on the cusp of doing Act 5. But I kind of did everything in the game really casually, I was, just, I was mainly like a monthly EQ-focused uh, player. But then when I was playing this certain monthly quest, I learned how to evade specials, how to bait, and I realized, wait a minute, I can actually get kind of good at this thing. So I became a better player, and I found myself pushing through a lot of Act 5 content, uh, I got through the Road to the Labyrinth, and which finally opened up the Labyrinth of Legends for me. And from there, I was kind of like, wait a minute, I'm getting kind of pretty good at this. And I started kind of taking notes of like what I was good and what I wasn't good at. So fast forward to the, um, like early spring of 2020, everything goes on lockdown. I got nothing to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bang out act six. And I kind of had some, uh, help from some other people in the community that were putting out all these videos and I was kind of asking them questions about how to do this and how to do that. And eventually I beat the, uh, the final act six boss, there, the uh, grandmaster, and heh, you know, it was really, really cool to do. And I was like, all right, great. Now, like, I have this really big achievement going on. And MCOC was kind of getting me through a lot of what was going on with the pandemic last year because, as many of you may or may not know, I am a full time musician. I also work uh, full time in the touring industry. And those got hit really hard last year to the point where I had virtually no work. All my tours canceled, all my gigs were pretty much annihilated, so I had to kind of do something just to kind of keep my bearings together. So I live and operate out of Nashville, Tennessee, but I went back to my parents' place in Saratoga Springs, New York for the summer and just kind of hunkered down there. And throughout the summer, I was always kind of like trying to find some creative outlets to do, and I was fortunate enough to kind of play a few gigs up there with my duo partner, Maggie Doherty. But... I was kind of still trying to figure out some other things to you know do, because I just had a lot of ideas in my head, and there really wasn't um, many outlets for me to do something. So in September that year, I went on a family trip to North Carolina, and I was on the beach. I had my iPod playing, and yes, I still rock an iPod. It's got about 5,000 plus songs on it. I take it everywhere with me. It's got some great music on it. And I'm just kind of sitting there collecting my thoughts and just kind of thinking about my life and whatnot. And this little idea was kind of in the back of my head of like, hey, you should start a podcast. And I had this idea to start a, a podcast with my friend Katie here in town. And what we wanted to do was a podcast that involved touring individuals. But at the time, it wasn't going to work because everybody was so scattered. You didn't know who was in town anymore and touring wasn't really happening. I mean, but luckily, it's, it's come back, which is great. But this other idea came into my head, which was, hey, maybe you should try to make a, a podcast about Marvel Contest of Champions. You have all these ideas that's kind of floating around. You have these creative little things you want to talk about. And I was kind of like, this could kind of work. But it got furthered when I reached out to Kingslayer MCLC, who's a great guy. And we were talking on Facebook because we were part of this Facebook group. And I was just kind of shooting some stuff back and forth to him. And he was like, hey, would you ever want to come on my on my show and do an episode with me and talk about stuff. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and do it. So we do it. And it was met with a lot of positive reactions. Everyone was like, wow, you guys have great rapport. Like, you know, that was really fun to listen to. This this and that. So I was, you know, talking back to him saying, you know, hey, th- thanks for having me on the show. I think I kind of want to start my own thing. He's like, yeah, man, you should totally go do it. And I'm like, yeah, we'll call it MCOC and me. And I said it really tongue in cheek. And I was like, wait a minute. That's the name of the show. That's it right there. Because I wanted to make the show have, you know, kind of be relatable to everybody. And I figured with the title MCOC and me, me can mean a lot of different people. It's not just me singular. It's me as in a group of people. So he told me about this app called Anchor, which you can make a podcast from anywhere on your phone. I went to a a room in my parents' house, which I was able to get some sort of privacy in because I can't really get any when I'm there because everyone's really loud. I come from a very big, loud Italian-Irish family. So, you know, (laughs) that's how that goes. But I made my first episode. I felt really awkward about it because I hate hearing the sound of my voice when it's played back. And I didn't really know what to talk about, but I started small. I made these episodes that were kind of maybe like 10 minutes in length. I didn't really want to go too much longer than that because when I do, I tend to rant. But I put out a few of them and shared them on my twitter with uh, a lot of people in the mcoc community and it was met with open arms. It was really fun how they were like, "Hey, give us some more stuff." And I was like, "Okay, sure. I you know, I got nothing nothing else to do right now, and I'll definitely crank out whatever I can." And you know, here we are 1 year later. It's amazing. Uh, I've it's it's kind of funny how just an idea can really sort of take hold and you can you know, meet a lot of new people. I've made a ton of new friends from doing this show. I've become, I guess, somewhat a member of the community in some way, shape or form. But I've also like had a lot of really cool people reach out to me and say, Hey, thanks for like putting on a show. That's very relatable. Like it's cool that somebody's doing something different. And you know, that's all I can really ask for. I'm just a guy who records these episodes in my uh, closet. I just come up with ideas. I fire them away and I just hope that people like them and, you know, Props to all the big dogs out there like Rich the Man, Katie Candy, Kingslayer, uh, Seton, UMCOC, Deacon. Uh, I mean, they put on r- really great shows, really great content, and they've been they've been an inspiration for a lot of what I do here. So I want to thank all those people, and um, I also want to shout out some really good people as well. Like uh, Sinister Minister, uh, I met him via the community. He's got his own podcast going on. You should take a listen. His little Sunday school episodes are really cool. They're short. They're fun, and he's, uh, he's really good people to talk to. Imagine Jim, he's a great guy as well. Always have a good time exchanging some really funny gifts and uh, other MCOC topics on Twitter. My boy, Elson, over in the Pacific Northwest, that dude never skips leg days. He's a great guy. If you ever listen to our episodes that we have um, on, on some of the uh, seasons here, we always have a really good time with stuff. And uh, I've had Marcus on here. He's been really cool as well. Um, he was like, that was a nice little player, uh, type interview that I did. And we talked about the Labyrinth of Legends and stuff like that. It was really cool. And, um, Subpar Summoner, he came in for an episode and, you know, gave us, he took us to church literally. And it's just, it's just really cool that the show has given a lot of people either a platform to, uh, you know, kind of do their own ideas with, or just, you know, Stuff to talk about. I feel like uh, you know, a lot of conversations want to be had within the community and whatever we can do to provide any kind of outlet for that is important. And I think that, especially if you are the creative type, I would encourage if you have a, you know, an idea for something, don't be afraid. Shoot your shot and and see what happens because you never know. It could be maybe a little rough at first, but once you kind of figure out, you know, your niche and you get kind of a you know, a script going and you figure out what you do and don't like, uh, the sky's the limit. And that's kind of how the show sort of was like, I sort of the first couple episodes, if you listen to them, a little trial and error I was trying to kind of figure out stuff. I kind of had this champ of the day thing that I would do. I kind of stopped doing it. I don't know. I mean, I might, that might come back, but, um, I just kind of listened to some, you know, feedback and I took it all, you know, just as, as it came and now the show is how it is which has been a lot of fun. And I kind of want to talk about some of my favorite episodes that I have recorded on here or or episodes that people have reached out to me about and said, hey, this is a really great um, idea for an episode. Like, thank you for putting it out there. Um, The first one that comes to mind is called What's the Deal with Awakening Gems? I put this one out, and this to me was kind of the, the one episode where I felt like I finally relaxed. Like I was able to talk confidently and not really stumble over my words, and I had a really good script for it. And it was just about trying to find Awakening Gems within the game, because a lot of players are always asking about it. I was always looking at forums, and there was always this, you know, reoccurring question about it. So I I put on an episode that talked about it, and had a lot of people reach out to me. They're like, dude, thanks for, like, telling us how to get those. Like, we've always kind of wondered. We can never really get a straight answer, but thanks for kind of just, you know, telling it how it is and letting us know where we can get these things. And I was like, hey, great. Thanks for actually listening to the show and thanks for, you know, tuning in. So that was kind of my first like experience of actually having people reach out and be like, Hey man, like, uh, thanks here. Like, thank you for doing something. And like, like I said, I'm no expert or anything like that, but, uh, it was nice to be acknowledged. I I really was, was, you know, taken back by that. My next favorite one was, uh, I brought my college friend Skylar on the show and she was my first ever interview that I had on the show. And it was called "The sky is a limit. It was kind of a play on words with her name. But, uh, you know, I she was, she's was she been a friend of mine for a long time via the Oneonta State uh, connection. Much love there. And, you know, she was a new player in the game. I, I got her turned on to it. And I wanted to bring someone on that was new. Kind of hear their opinions on the game, like what they were doing. And that opened the door to a ton of other interviews. Like I said, like I had Katie Candy, Kingslayer, uh, Sinister Minister came on. Imagine Jim, Subpar Summoner, you know. Um, Jana came on like a bunch of different people and she her episode was the catalyst that got it all started. So S- Skylar, thank you for taking the chance on that to come in, and hear me try to fire off some very poorly asked questions. But yeah, that was a big episode because then I was like, okay, cool, now I can do interviews here. Now we can make this happen. The next one that I had a, a really fun time with was Battle Realm on a budget because you know, every there's a lot of money being spent in this game, but there are some players who are free to play and they don't have the kind of money that a lot of these other players have. So I was like, you know what? Let's make an episode on how to sort of be smart about it. It's like, let's do like a, you know, a financial episode, if you will. So Battle Realm on a Budget, I thought it was a really cool title and I found it to be very helpful for not only myself, but for a lot of other players that um, reached out to me and they were like, hey, thanks for, you know, showing us the way to kind of accumulate a lot of units without having to go to the store and hit the you know, the, the purchase button. So that was great. Um, the next one was confessions of an MCOC summoner. This was an episode for me in which, uh, I got really vulnerable and I just kind of talked about a lot of things in my past in the game, outside of the game. And I think this was the episode for me in which, um, the show kind of changed if you will, because I, I, it's easy for a lot of people to just talk about stuff that happens in game. Like, What's, you know, the side quest of the month, all that kind of stuff. But I decided to take it a step further and talk about the pitfalls of the game sometimes and how the addiction to it can really hurt you along with other things. And I actually had a lot of people just reach out and they were like, hey, like, thank you for, you know, creating that episode. I've struggled with stuff in game as well. It's nice to hear that I'm not alone and... That that meant a lot to me because I haven't touched alcohol in almost four years and that caused a lot of issues for me, you know, just with money spending and just bad decisions. So to hear from other people that reached out to me and said, Hey, listen, like this was a very inspiring episode. Like, uh, you know, I'm in the kind of the same similar boat and thank you for just having a nice little tell all, not being afraid to pull any punches with it and that was a very emotional and important episode for me, and, like I said, it really changed the course of the show in a great way because it broke open this uh, broke open the dam of what i couldn't couldn't talk about on the show because I was so focused on the stuff in game, but this really tied outside life to the game in a very perfect marriage for this episode uh The next episode I really liked was. MCOC rock band I just kind of took my love of what I do and music and I kind of put together this MCOC rock band I gave them uh, an album name a tour name and it was kind of cool to go through and just say like who I thought would be a very good fit for certain band positions and uh, it was really fun I had a blast doing it I got super super creative with it and that to me is an episode in which I was like you know I'm just gonna have some fun here and you know just kind of Get a little creative with the whole entire champion roster. The next one was the hard way, um, H A R D. It was kind of my uh, New Year's resolution ish type episode, but it was just an it was just an educational episode. I just wanted to give players this little um, acronym to help them get better at the game because I'm all about like trying to make other players better via my mistakes. So the hard way was really cool because I kind of just got a little clever with this acronym and I was doing things within the game and taking notes, being like, hey, listen, let's try to not to do this going forward into 2021. Let's make 2021 better than 2020. And like I said, uh, you know, it's all about getting better uh, within the game. And I've, I had a lot of players that listened to it and they're like, hey, man, thanks for actually, you know, helping us out. We listened and we'll definitely use this idea of yours going forward. And I hope it helped out a lot of players and helped them save some units and resources and ultimately money. And then finally, uh, one of the other, the last episode that I was really kind of uh, happy with was dealing with toxicity. I kind of decided to, you know, talk about, there was like this weird time in March where there was a lot of toxicity within the community, people just kind of bashing on each other, the game was in this weird kind of spell, and I was like, you know what, Let's let's try to combat this, because it's, you know, it's important that... We all try to be there for each other, and I really can't stand people that, you know, they want to talk shit online to somebody, but they, you know, can't back it up in person or they, you know, they're just trolling people behind a screen, and I just went with it, man. I just decided to kind of go after that group, and I decided to also kind of give my thoughts on how I deal with toxicity, not only within the game, but also just in life, and, you know, I thought that was an important topic to discuss, Because there's so much that goes on within the game that we tend to forget what goes on outside of the game. So to kind of, you know, have, I guess, this quote-unquote conversation with the community and just trying to, you know, encourage people and sort of, you know, raise their confidence and self-esteem, that's important, and I felt like that episode definitely helped out a lot of players with that. So, next up here. In my little script that I have. Um, you know, since I've been doing this show, not only have I helped out a lot of other players, I've also helped out myself. And it's kind of given me the confidence to take on other difficult pieces of content uh, within the game. And since I have started this show, I've, able, I've been able to achieve a lot of objectives that I, you know, wanted to do within the game. First off was, when the show started, the Thronebreaker news came out and i was like wow okay so you know i was always a cavalier player like once I became cavalier back in um i think it was november of 2019 i was like all right cool like i'm in the cavalier group now i feel like i you know i'm part of the cool kids club and then all of a sudden it's like hey now you can get this throne breaker title and i'm like oh snap like this is a new challenge now and i'd already gotten down uh one half of the criteria which was to beat all of act 6 but i wasn't able to rank up a uh six star champion to uh rank 3 however finally did it uh after beating act 1 back in december and it was very very cool to do i felt like i and i remember the night very very clearly i <laughs> you know i got done doing my uh i had a job at the time where i was building floors And I threw on, at the time for some reason, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty was like my movie that I would put on. And all of a sudden I would be kicking ass within the game. So I put that on, started playing, beat all of Act 7.1, got the goodies, was able to make a mutant catalyst. And I ranked up my domino and all of a sudden I got that Thronebreaker title. And I was like, hell yeah! Like I, you know, I did. It. I did it right before the um, Christmas event as well, so I was able to get some more goodies. And then in the same night, I also uh, unlocked a six star apocalypse. So I was like, wow, this is a great way to start off becoming a throne breaker. So that was a lot of fun, and I, I think that was kind of my big like achievement towards the end of that year within the game. Uh, the other thing I did finally, and this was last month, a few weeks ago, was I finally have completed all the variants. And I wanted to knock that out because last summer I started knocking away uh, at a couple of the variants and all of a sudden I just went on a roll with them and I was getting some really cool rewards and I was just like, man, I really want to get all this, all these done. And obviously more variants came out um, this last year, but I had variant one still kind of hanging on the ropes and I finally completed that son of a bitch this year. So once I saw all my variants hundred percent cleared, I was like, yeah, now, now we're talking. I just, you know. Which just kind of a really good sense of satisfaction. I also, uh, this year, back in February, did a 100% completion of the Labyrinth of Legends. And uh, kudos to my boy Marcus for helping me out on this because he gave me some really good roster tips. But um, that was fun because I was snowed in, didn't know what was going to happen with um, my life when I was in upstate New York. My job laid me off. So I was like, you know what? just going to burn through this Labyrinth of Legends, and it was a lot of fun. I, I had a map. I, I went through all my paths. I had a bunch of units saved up, some revives, pretty much used Aegon for the whole thing with some other uh, champions to kind of help boost him up, but it was a lot of fun, and it was also a lot of fun getting um Labyrinth Ultron, and I you know what? I awakened him. I pumped some signature stones into him. I got him at like a rank three out of five right now, but you know what? He's a trophy champion. He's fun. And, and to be able to get him, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. So, And it was a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, the Abyss is next on my radar, but I got to kind of really get in the zone for that. Uh, another thing, too, was finally doing like the um, Summer of Pain. I was finally able to partake in that and also the, uh, the Gauntlet this summer. Those were a lot of fun. Last summer was really great with the Omega Boss Rush and all that stuff, too, but I just felt like... Being a part of the Summer of Pain this year as a Thronebreaker player, I really enjoyed that, and uh, every week was a new and exciting challenge. Definitely had to kind of, you know, pick from your roster about, you know, trying to figure out who was the, the better uh, counter for certain things. And then it all led up to that grand finale. Um, I only did one path that that, but I'm totally okay with it. But I still had a blast doing the whole Summer of Pain and the Grandmaster's Gauntlet. Um, ooh, excuse me. <laughs> um, also, uh, finally beating all of Act Seven Point One and Seven Point Two fully, I just really enjoyed those because after Act Six, it's like, uh, what do you do next besides go through all of all of Acts and try and do one hundred percent complete it? Um, yeah, just really enjoyed doing those uh, Act Seven Point One and Seven Point Two. I thought the nodes were fun, the rewards were killer, great boss fights. The Gwen Master fight was, I think, one of the most fantastic designed fights that the game has had in a while. So that was really fun to do. And I think just for me as a player, it just showed that I was getting better with certain things. Uh, I also finally got Platinum Pool. I just wanted to get Platinum Pool. You know, I I like him. I think he's a fun champion. And, you know, it's just cool. I also finally got a six-star Doctor Doom, which was really cool. That was my Grandmaster Gauntlet reward. And then finally, the one thing I got really good at is I've been better at not wasting money within the game. I've gotten better at um, farming units, revives. Only real things I'm spending money on in the game is the Summoner Sigil and uh, the unit subscription. They're just easy. They're like 5 or 10 bucks a piece. Um, so it's, it's, I've kind of transitioned to the, the free-to-play type player, if you will. But there's just something rewarding about grinding for things in the game in the old-fashioned way. It's just kind of, you know... Nice to really understand how the game works and understand ways to make yourself better, but also give yourself the tools to conquer other pieces of content rather than dipping into your wallet and just like you know saying, Hey, I need units, I need units, I need units, I need all this kind of stuff. And I think that's important because you know, it just if you're not getting better one percent every day, I think you're doing something wrong. But if you can just get yourself in trending in the right direction and learning how the game works, taking notes, doing your homework, you're going to be a better player. So that's that on that. But a couple final thoughts here. Uh, I just really want to thank everybody who has tuned in. And, you know, I want to thank, you know, Elston, Sinister Minister, Imagine Jim, Hana, Dragoon Knight, Billy D, rookie pitcher, uh, you know, Pablo, I want to. Professor Hoff, uh, he's been great. Jeff Gordon, uh, Katie Candy, Kingslayer, Seton, Rich the Man, Janik, Deacon, XN Interviews. I mean, there's just been a lot of people that have really reached out and have made this show possible. And it's given me the fuel to keep it going. And I think that's really important because if you're doing something that. People like, they're going to want more of it. And that's what I want to, you know, I guess, give back to other people who have ideas. Because this whole show was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous about doing it. Because I'm like, oh, what if I just fucking suck at this thing? What if it's not any good? There's all that kind of creeping doubt in the back of my head. But I just said to myself, you know what? Shoot your shot. Go for it. Like, literally go for it. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is that maybe you do a few episodes and it just doesn't go anywhere. And if it didn't, okay, fine. Then that's that. And I'll just, you know, at least I tried. But that's the thing. You got to try. You got to do some stuff just to, you know, test the waters, if you will. And if you have any doubts in your mind about anything... Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a thing where you got to kind of say to yourself, hey, this is the right thing to do. Because if you are just a little bit timid, if you're a little bit nervous, I guarantee you it's the right thing to do. And once you kind of sort of figure out the routine, the rhythm, and you kind of start getting a format for whatever you want to do, go ahead and go for it. And I'm not just talking about like podcasting or creating shows. If you draw, you write music, you do anything creative, you know, um, just go for it because the worst thing that's going to happen is just people go, eh, meh. And that's fine. It's okay. Not everything's going to hit. But if you keep at it, if you keep chopping that wood, I guarantee you that you are going to find success no matter what you do. And that's what I mean early about getting 1% better. Just, you know, invest in yourself, do things that kind of scare you, not like totally scare you to the point where you're kind of like in a panic, but, you know, do things that are going to be a little bit of a risk take every now and then because- you never know where it's going to lead. And I'm and I'm so happy that I've made all these new friends and new listeners and people that have just really enjoyed the show. And uh, it's just awesome to hear how it's impacted them in, in a various amount of ways. And you know what? Here's to season one. Uh, here, Wow. Here's to the one-year anniversary, season 12. We've made our journey around the sun. It's pretty fucking cool. So I want to thank everybody that has listened. I know I kind of shout out some names there, but it's just all a whole bunch of other people that I want to thank. I mean, you got to thank the game, obviously, too, because without the game, this show would not be possible. And also the same thing with a lot of friendships that have um, come into the picture as well. But um, that's it for me. That's all I got for this one-year episode. I got a couple of uh, crystals I want to pop, a a featured five-star, a featured six-star, and a basic six-star. So I'm curious to see how that shakes out for the one-year show. I mean, we don't know, but... um, You know, that's it for me on on the MCOC Me Park. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done. Hi, I kind of had you. I got a little giveaway to do. If you can kind of hear this, I got a couple names in this here hat. It's a San Francisco Giants hat because they punched their playoff ticket last night. Oh, yes. So I kind of had a couple people that reached out to me about giving me their name for a Cool, fifty dollars to use however they want. I want to give back to some of the listeners, and one lucky listen, one lucky listener here is going to get fifty bucks. So what I'm going to do is just very simply rummage through this hat, we're rummaging, we're rummaging, and we got one. Let's see here. This is exciting. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Hey, Imagine Jim. Guess what? You won, big guy. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. That is great stuff, Jim. Just give me a shot, brother. We'll get squared up. But yeah, man. Um, congratulations. You won. It's a good guy too. If you guys have not followed Imagine Jim on uh, on Twitter, he is a great dude. He is a great member of the community as well. And uh, congrats, brother. You won. But anyway, that's it. Show's over. Everybody go about your business. Go do your thing. Um, And also, just like I say at the end of every episode, never underestimate the power of a phone call. Go out there, talk to your peoples, check in on them. Uh, You know, be well and do good. Whether it's in the game or outside of the game. And if you want to take a chance on doing something creative for this community and for this game... I absolutely endorse you. Go do it. Go have fun because the moment you're not having fun is when you got to kind of figure something else out. But I always try to keep everything I do fresh and I encourage everybody else to do the same. So, this is the MCOCME podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and I will talk to you all next time.